The Echo Chamber, brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. And sponsored by March Communications, connecting innovation and people. Welcome to the Echo Chamber. This is Arun Sivaman uh, from the Homes Report, of course. And today uh, we're joined on the line from London by Francis Ingham, who is Director General of the Public Relations and Communications Association, better known as the PRCA. Francis, welcome to the Echo Chamber. Delighted to be here. So, Francis, it's been a quiet week for you, I think. Not much has been... (laughs) Not much has been going on, aside from, of course, uh, the expulsion of Bell Pottinger, um, possibly, I mean, clearly the biggest PR story of the year. I mean, I would put it up there as, as the biggest of the decade, uh, and, and maybe even more, if we're going to really indulge in hyperbole. Um, but this week, at least, it's really been five days that have, have shook the PR world. Um, yeah, I've been Director General of the PRCA for 10 years. I've never known a week like it. Um, uh, things have escalated really rather quickly. Uh, it was only last Friday that Bell Pottinger was saying uh, there were lessons to be learned. Mm. And uh, this Friday we're now talking about um, Bell Pottinger going into administration yeah. and ceasing to exist as a, as a company. For uh, one of the most iconic brands in our industry, it's uh, been quite the fall. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you know, one of the aspects, as you just mentioned, that just the sheer speed, I think, has been just breathtaking. We we talked on Monday um, when uh, the PRCA had decided, had, had made its final ruling to expel Bell Pottinger. It seems like a long time ago now. Um and at that point, it's I don't been an incre- to... Sorry, go on. It's been an incredibly long week. Mm. <clears throat> and, um, and like you say, um, the, it, we only met on Monday. Yep. Uh, the board met on Monday and agreed to expel Bell Pottinger. Um, and um, I, I, when I was asked initially, will Bell Pottinger survive? I said it was 50 50. Mm. And then over the course of the week, my judgment changed. Uh, as uh, I think we all saw the enormity uh, of the um, of the uh, of the fall in their return and, and the collapse of the company. On, on Monday, people were, I think, saying, you know, Bell Pottinger. What, what are they going to do to ride out this storm? And news reports uh, from last night and today make it seem pretty clear that Bell Pottinger will be lucky to survive into next week. Um, so, you know, we've had clients desert the firm. One of its biggest investors has written off its stake. Uh, key staff are leaving. Um, how surprised have you been, not, not just by the demise, which, which I think you've already kind of addressed, but by the ferocity of media interest that greeted, um, the PRCA decision? Well, um, very, to be perfectly honest. Um, so, um, on our media monitoring front, um, we know that we've been over, we, we've been in over a thousand publications mm-hmm. this week, 
Uh, and it's the whole range of, from, I don't know, the Financial Times and The Economist uh, to uh, publications outside of the UK mm-hmm. to very local publications and um, lots of broadcast media um, as well. I have been surprised by the, uh, just by the sheer volume of, of interest uh, that's been shown in the story. The, the, um, I mean, I, I'd like to say this, really. I, I feel incredibly sorry for the people who've been caught up in this uh, and who are losing their jobs as a result of something uh, that they had no influence over. Um, mm. There are many good people at Bell Pottinger who've been let down by a smaller number of not-so-good people. Mm. Um, what it has proven is a point that people like you and I have made for years, that a company's most valuable asset is actually its reputation. Um, it has been the collapse in Bell Pottinger's reputation that's led to clients and investors walking away and to the company collapsing. And that's a lesson I guess we can all learn from. Indeed, yeah. And I, I suppose the sad thing, as you've mentioned, is that you know the people at the top of the company and the ones who are probably the most responsible for this um, are going to be okay by and large. Um, but it, it's the ones further down uh, who had zero stake in this, who who are going to really find this a difficult situation. Um, so you're right, I think, yes. to draw attention to that. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would hate to be an account exec mm. today in Bell Pottinger thinking, what on earth does my future hold for me? Um, do, do I even have a job as of next week? Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, and, I, and I am very aware that it has played a role, arguably a significant role, in that demise, um, but we've done the the hard thing, but the right thing, in enforcing our ethical code, mm-hmm. and in showing that no matter how famous or big you are, if you break um, our rules and if you indulge in malpractice on the scale that Bell Pottinger did, um, then you'll be expelled from the PLCA. Mm. So I guess in, you know, in a way, you you feel maybe vindicated, but but not happy about that. Yeah, that is a very good way of putting it, vindicated, but not happy. Mm. We were um, challenged <coughs> um, all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, were we going to have the, the balls to uh, make the right decision based on the evidence? And there were plenty of people who thought that at the last moment we, uh, we would balk at doing so. Mm-hmm. But we've been determined all the way through to come to the right conclusion based on the evidence. Um mm. And that's what we've done. So I do feel vindicated, but I certainly don't feel happy. Indeed. I wonder if you could take um, take us, take our listeners through the process um, in terms of what got us here, especially for, 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 for listeners outside the UK, because I suspect many of them are not used to a, a trade association um, behaving in this manner. Um, so if you can maybe start with... with the day when you get the complaint from um, the South African Democratic Alliance political party? <coughs> yeah, so, um, and I apologise for sound croaky. It's, yeah, um, that's fair. It's uh, fair it's enough. Yeah. <coughs> um, so I, uh, the first thing I heard of the complaint was over Twitter. Mm. Um, it was a Friday and the Democratic Alliance tweeted that they had put a complaint into the PRC and into the CIPR, mm. um, and nothing arrived till Monday. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, I received a complaint on the Monday, 
uh, and then we went into our normal disciplinary process uh, oh. of asking them to identify which part of our professional charter and public affairs code of conduct they thought Bell Pottinger had broken, and then communicating their complaint to Bell Pottinger, um, uh, getting both parties to submit their written evidence, um, realising that it was incapable uh, of arbitration and moderation, which is what we always try to do as a first result, um, and then convening a a date for uh, the hearing in um, in London. Mm. Um, at that hearing, our professional practices committee, composed of senior people who who aren't rivals of uh, Bell Pottinger, mm-hmm. were always very clear to make sure that there were no conflicts of interest. Um, they heard evidence from both parties. Um, James Henderson and his team represented Bell Pottinger. Mm-hmm. Um, the Democratic Alliance came over from South Africa mm-hmm. to make their own case. And the Professional Practices Committee sat for five and a half hours uh, weighing up the evidence and um, asking questions of Bell Pottinger and the DA. Mm. Ne- this, this hearing, I think, is, is in a way the, the most fascinating, fascinating part of this whole um, process because it, it, it's a long, you know, it's, it's over five hours. You don't expect that, um, frankly, with a hearing of this nature, I guess. Um, is there anything you can say about the evidence you saw? Because, you know, that Bell Possinger still to this day maintains that um, they maintain a level of innocence uh, around what they did. Um, um, <coughs> I mean, the, the hearing was conducted in private, so... Um, because it's in private unless both parties agree for it to be in public and um, one party didn't agree to that, so it was, it was in private. Mm-hmm. So the hearing was in private, so it's unfair to say um, what people said. But but I, w- I will say this, you are correct that Bell Pottinger to this day maintain a, a degree of um, innocence. Um, our, our professional practices committee, um, weighing up the evidence, and then our board... Um, judging the recommendation of the uh, PPC, they were both unanimous that Bell Pottinger had clearly broken uh, our charter in two regards and our uh, public affairs and lobbying code of conduct in two regards. <coughs> and they were uh, both, both organisations, both PPC and the board, were unanimous that Bell Pottinger ought to be expelled and that they shouldn't have the right to reapply for at least five years, which is the harshest uh, punishment we've ever handed out to a member. Mm. Um, but both uh, groups were absolutely unanimous and clear that that was the right course to take. Mm. So there was no doubt from your side at all, uh, which suggests that, um, and I guess this is my words, not yours, but it suggests that, that, that the evidence was was damning if, if there was no dissent yes. uh, from either. That is an, an entirely accurate assessment, right? Okay, all right. Um, so then Bell Pottinger, of course, appeals, um, but within a matter of days, the, the, the ruling is made final, and then, of course, we end up with a situation where Bell Pottinger is on the front of the Financial Times for three days in a row, um, so on and so forth. By this point, though, I mean, by the time the hearing came about, you're, you are already aware of the the depth of interest from South Africa and the kind of visceral level of anger. Yeah, let me make this point. The, the PPC met for five and a half hours to make their um, recommendation. The, the board 
to that recommendation, the board met to consider Bell Pottinger's appeal and took under 30 minutes mm. to dismiss it. And so mm. there was a very clear sense um, that Bell Pottinger had completely broken our ethical rules <coughs> and, uh, and ought to be expelled. Um, yeah, we were very aware of the, uh, by this point, of the level of interest. <laughs> and to, <laughs> to give you a flavour of it, which we weren't communicating at the time, we had quite significant police involvement in the process by by this point. Mm. Um, I had people visit my home at uh, 3am and 4am. Uh, I'd been uh, tweeted at by various people in South Africa uh, mm. asking precisely how I wanted to be killed, mm. uh, how I wanted my children to be killed, um, mm. and various uh, other uh, levels of... Uh, Abuse. Yeah. Um, so the just the level that the uh, the level of anger that this case has created is quite astonishing. Um, equally, the uh, level of uh, of messages we've received from PR practitioners in the UK and South Africa and everywhere else saying "Well done for doing the right thing." That's been quite astonishing too. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, uh, whenever I'm asked, is Bell Pottinger a, a, an isolated example or is it the reality of PR, mm-hmm. uh, I point to the reaction of the industry, which has been uh, very publicly and loudly to, to welcome um, our decision as, as taking firm action in, uh, in an isolated case. Mm. Um, well, you know, as someone who's been writing about this story for... Um, for a number of months now, in fact, since since our uh, South African conference back in March, I can, um, I mean, I haven't had anyone visit my house, but I can certainly empathise with uh, with online with the, the online threats. Um, but I think you know it's it's easy for for us to um, to kind of uh, look at that and 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 as as a sort of disturbing trend. But I do think it speaks to the just the level of um, anger and discord uh, in South Africa over this campaign, which is not something you see when someone is, um, you know, selling soap, let's say. So well, a... no, no, um, no. I mean, um, we, a few years ago, expelled a member um, for misrepresenting um, a deodorant, <laughs> a yes. deodorant client. Yeah, sweaty gift. Um Sweatygate, indeed. Um, it doesn't really compare to no. stoking up racial hatred yeah. in a country uh, that's only been a democracy for twenty odd years, does it? Yeah, right. So you mentioned this whole this whole kind of um, rotten apple uh, scenario. Has that been the the focus of uh, mainstream media interest? Um, the questions that you've been receiving this week. Because it does seem, once again, like the whole industry is on trial. Yeah, I, I, it, it, that is completely accurate. And um, just let me say this. We, we came to the judgment we came to based on the evidence and just the evidence and um, no emotion and no lobbying and no broader questions um, just on the evidence. But um, if... You mentioned that the PLC board had taken a different route and had found Bell Pottinger innocent this week rather than guilty. 
um, then I think the impact on the industry would have been horrendous. Mm. Uh, and people would rightly have said um, regula- self-regulation doesn't work, these people are probably all the same. But the fact that we uh, came to quite decisive conclusions and expelled Bell Pottinger um, and showed that self-regulation does work, uh, I think is... I think means that this was a very good week for our industry and it could have been a very bad week indeed. Mm. So does it, I mean, does it trouble you at all when you see the the stories about the PR industry in the light of Bell Pottinger and the kind of, a, you know, reputations of, uh, you know, you, as long as you're willing to do the work, you can make a ton of money, you know, doing unethical work for, for various... Well, yeah. Well, first of, all, first of all, I really do think that um, there are very, very few companies like Bell Pottinger. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of the PR and communications industry is um, ethical and professional. Um, and we've shown that um, the regulatory functions of the PRCA uh, are very effective and um, strong. Uh, and I, I think, I mean, I've been making that case all week. Mm. And I, I think that if you analyse the the coverage, uh, it is actually good for the industry because I, I think there is a general acceptance that Bell Pottinger is the rotten apple and that um, we've thrown it out. Um, and the majority of the industry um, is the vast majority of the industry is is not like Bell Pot. Mm. I hope so. You mentioned um, regulation and, and indeed self, the, the kind of self-regulation, the code of conduct, uh, the, the charter the PRCA has in force. Do you feel that maybe um, more robust regulation is required, something that actually involves um, certification and, and being able to stop members working for clients? Um, no, I don't. I, I think that this week has shown that our systems work, <coughs> that no matter how big or famous you are, we're too, um, willing and able to do the right thing. Um, and I also think that the, the tiny minority of the industry um, that uh, is unethical, and there's a, um, there is an unethical part of every industry, will have looked at what has happened to Bell Pottinger this week and the destruction, the self-destruction of a company that's been speeded up by, uh, by the regulation of the PRCA, and they will have gone, blimey, mm-hmm. um, let's uh, have a, a moment of pause. Uh, and um, so I think that this has been a very good week for the industry when it could have been a very bad week, as I say. Mm. I guess the, the nature, though, of, of public relations means that it's, it's, always, it's always likely, there are always likely to be these, these somewhat grey areas uh, in the work that public relations agencies are doing on behalf of certain types of clients, if we're being honest, you know, some, some clients that are in what we call issues-rich environments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the, one of the lessons here is, is really to guard against any kind of complacency, right, and to actually take this stuff seriously. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, um, I'm, I don't really know how to comment on that, so I... So I agree with it com- completely. But, I mean, I guess if I were to comment, I would say that the great majority of PR practitioners in the UK and elsewhere don't actually deal 
in issues rich mm-hmm. uh, uh, matters. Yeah. Um, the the kind of work done by Belpot in South Africa, mm-hmm. first of all, wasn't even typical of the generality of the work done by Bell Pottinger. Mm. Um, yeah. And therefore, if it wasn't typical of the work done by Belpot. You know, who were on the on the edge of practice, I, I get that, and who took on riskier clients than most other PR companies do. Mm. Uh, if it wasn't in the generality of their work, then it certainly bears very little resemblance to the great majority of work done by other people in the industry. Yeah, no, I think that's a that's a fair comment. Um, I also think there is a you know a certain level of irony in that Bell Pottinger was supposed to become. You know, a safer, a safer, more conventional PR agency. Yeah. Um, and this this case was made, I think, first first during when it completed its management buyout in 2012, um, and and second, definitely when when Lord Bell ex- exited the firm last year. And yet, you know, less than what are we within 12 months, almost to the day, I would have, I would think um, of of Lord Bell leaving. Uh, they have been. Their, their downfall has been caused by doing exactly the kind of work which um, they were supposed to be steering clear of. Uh, yeah, exactly so. And I still <coughs> find it hard to imagine how anybody in the senior management of Bell Pottinger would have looked at this brief at the beginning and said yes, this is the kind of work that our company now wishes to do. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the cynic in me um, would probably say they looked at the work and then they looked at the fees uh, and then they made a calculation. And the cynic in me would agree with you. Yeah. Um, But even then, there were were many opportunities, I think, for them to... to, uh, to, to, to not necessarily get this right, but to extricate themselves from from the situation they had got themselves into. Uh, I think people will look at the um, at this case and um, view it as a, a case study in how not to handle uh, how not to run your business, how not to handle an account, and how not to handle a a reputational crisis. Yeah, indeed. Um, one final thing I wanted to ask you, there's also been a measure of surprise, I think, that uh, a trade association has acted so decisively. Um, I think we are used to trade associations um, just being quite collegial, uh, providing a forum for discussion and so forth, uh, but not necessarily uh, penalising or punishing their members in any way. Uh, now, obviously, th- this this week's action has has made it clear that you know the, the PRCA is 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 capable of acting decisively. But as so- someone from your background, and you've now been with the PRCA for, I mean, a, a decade, and, and before that, you were with um, another trade association. Why do you think trade associations do find it hard to uh, to behave this decisively? Um, two reasons. <laughs> uh, one, they lack courage and two, they become mired in bureaucracy. Mm. Um, um, and I think neither of those is the case with the PRCA. Um, I, 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 am still, I am still bewildered that the CIPR, the, the once preeminent uh, trade association in the UK and, 
and now very much the uh, number two trade association in the UK, that they still are unable to confirm or deny they have a complaint against anybody in Balpottinger. Um, this is an absurdity. By the time that they get round to running their disciplinary process, Balpottinger won't exist. And that makes a mockery of them. Uh, in contrast, I think we've reacted quickly, uh, firmly, fairly, and as you say, decisively, um, because we're not mired in bureaucracy and because we have always been an organisation that's willing to take the tough calls. Mm. And um, without maybe mentioning the CIPR, because you're going you're gonna to get, get me into trouble, but what would your advice be to you know someone who is perhaps heading a trade association in another country and is trying to grapple with the fact that his members are the ones um, who are you know paying for for, for, for the association and and you know for, for this kind of regulation? Sure. Well, my my advice would be you've got a duty to lead, mm -hmm. and um, your members can thank you uh, for being weak and indecisive. Um, we, <coughs> we on the day we announced, um, had seven new um, agencies join the PRCA. Mm, so um, so good for the, it's been good that, for business too then? Yeah, it is. But that says to me that, um, first of all, people uh, were, you know, were proud of the fact that we'd uh, made the right decision, welcomed the fact we made the right decision. But also, if you imagine just the, the kind of irony of it, at mm. a moment when we have expelled our most famous member and that act has hastened their destruction, self-destruction as a business, um, agencies are coming to us and saying, we want to be regulated. Mm. Uh, and that is, a, that is a great statement of the attitude that the industry takes, overwhelmingly ethical and embracing um, regulation. Okay, well, Francis, thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to let you go because I suspect um, you could do with a break from being interviewed, but I also imagine you still have more interviews, um, and it's going to continue. Both of those things are correct, Arun. <laughs> yeah, and it's going to continue for some while, but I do hope you get, you get some time to relax this weekend. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you very much. You've been listening to The Echo Chamber. Brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by Marketeers. Sponsored by March Communications, connecting innovation and people.